0: To throw the lefty in the pocket, pressure is going down. They got him. Big loss on the play. First sack of the day, and it's huge for BYU. You're listening to Behind the Mic on BYU Radio. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. As our BYU football media coverage continues here on Media Day, it's a look at BYU's defense and special teams with a specific position focus on the front seven. And as encouraging as the signs were on the offensive side of the ball last year as the season progressed, defense was BYU's calling card in 2018. Cougars' defense ranked 24th in points per game, 16th in yards per play, 22nd in pass efficiency, 29th in yards per rush, and finishing top 50 on third downs. We bring in defensive coordinator and D-line coach Eli Tuiaki and special teams coordinator and assistant head coach slash linebackers coach ed lamb hello guys how's it going good to be hello, here Greg. so it's a media day it's also a camp day right you guys are busy with that too right
1: there's it a is. lot going on there's a lot going on it's good how have the
0: uh how's camps been is this how many weeks of this is for you guys the first week or are you into it a couple already
1: yeah this is our second week of second camps week. but before that we had to start off going to a couple other campuses and and uh, camps where we were invited and uh, this is, the, but this will be our last week. We'll close it out after this. Okay,
0: and we are seventy-two days, seventy-two days away from uh, game day. As I'm sure you might heard, uh, you're both in your fourth season along with Kalani. Was there Ed uh, a five year plan? And if so, how's
2: BYU pacing? Uh, no, no, there wasn't. I don't think that we could afford the luxury of a five year plan. I think you know <laughs> when you take over a losing uh, program that you you know you kind of put together some ideas like that. I think it was uh, from day one for Kalani to be true to himself and uh, be his his kind of co- you know not not try to be, uh, the some head coach he had worked for in the past, some cheap copy of that. And he, I mean that's that's his personality. Looking back on it, there was never any threat uh, that he was going to not be anything but himself. He's done that, and I think we've you know from day one it's just been every every guy on the staff learning to get – together, or, or new roles for most of us, and uh, hopefully just, uh, you know, continue to get better and better at what we do and give the boys the best chance to win.
0: No staff changes defensively uh, full-time on that coaching side uh, for you guys. Does it feel like you're in a, hitting, hitting, a bit, hitting a bit of a stride in terms of a chemistry as a defensive unit right now, coaching-wise?
2: Uh, yeah, I, I really think so. I think that the move we made last year, um, you know, I, I went to the linebacker position and uh, Preston Hadley came in, and, and that ended up being—you never know how guys are going to uh, work together. But uh, you know, Preston's uh, in- intelligent, and he's got a good background, and he's also um, younger in age, and, and relates really well to the players. I think he's brought a nice dynamic. So, as, as difficult it was as it was to replace uh, you know Steve Calfusi, and one of the things we lost with that, mm-hmm. you know, I think there were there were some other uh, advantages that we that we gained with a new dynamic
0: from a player standpoint, e uh defense, uh, team strength as I noted last year, does what you have back uh compensate for the top talent you lost
1: uh from last year's team, do you think? I think I think we've got a lot of good players coming back with uh with experience and and uh you know, losing losing those guys that we lost last year that did a phenomenal job, that led the defense as well as just did a really good job on the field, is always going to be difficult, but uh, we're excited about the youth and excited about some of the kids that uh, we will have for for the years to come uh, moving forward. And so it's it's always tough to replace somebody, and I, I like to really just use the words, Or the the phrase that, uh, you know, another guy is going to come with his story and bring it to the table and it'll be cool to follow him. And it'll be the same when they end up leaving, you know, trying to replace them and find another story of a kid that that has made his way and and has taken over. And so uh, we are definitely excited about the young kids, but always hard to lose lose good players.
0: Speaking of that, and I'll get you both to uh, to comment on this, knowing what you guys know about the Browns and about Sione, what was what's reasonable to expect from him as an NFL player?
2: Uh, you know, the the thing that I'm really excited about there is I know uh, a few of the coaches and then have have watched, you know, the head coach. And I think what you have is a, a young staff. He's got a young linebacker coach. He's got a young head coach. Uh, they're all hungry. And that's like... I'm describing Shana right there and so they're they're going to love what he brings to the table every day just that intensity So doesn't care whether you're winning by 50 or losing by 50. he wants in the game he wants in on the tackle and he doesn't want to be the second guy in getting a getting credit for the you know a half tackle. He wants to be the first guy there and it's a it's a flat out race against his own teammates to be the first guy to the ball. E
1: yeah I think he's it's a, it's a great fit for him um, all the <clears throat> reasons that that Ed brought up. And uh, I, th- I think that staff is really just going to love him the way that he is, and and the way that he plays, the intensity he plays with, and he's a, he's a kid with his head on his shoulders the right way the right way right now, and he's uh, you know focused and and determined. I love what he's going to be for those guys. Okay,
0: before we get to your position groups, uh, one of the old school NFL D coordinators from back in the day, Fritz Shermer. Uh, He listed his uh, defensive goals and objectives. And first and foremost, of course, was keeping points off the board. That was it, right? Uh, You guys agree on that, I'm sure. Uh, Then he listed a few other goals. And maybe you could each weigh in on which of these might be the most important to you. And these are from Fritz. Uh, Physical dominance, big play prevention, three and outs, turnovers forced, and defensive touchdowns. Where do you come?
1: I I love the the order that he put it in. I think... uh, you know, you, a lot of times on defensive side, you don't really talk about it and it's not uh, emphasized as much. But that I mean, this game will always be about physicality. Even when you're playing the corner spot, you want corners that are that are willing to, to come in and make tackles and be physical. And I love the way that our our kids have played. I think that our, our kids and, and the way that they see themselves is is that. Um, and so I definitely agree with him as far as just that being being uh, at the top. Uh, dominating line of scrimmage, dominating physicality, um, and you know, one of the goals that we have on defense is really uh, big, big play prevention, um, you know, keeping them below a certain percentage, and and I would agree with that, um, but no, I, all those things, and obviously he's a guy that's been around, knows what he's talking about, I mean, I've you know, we you, we've we've kind of uh, talked about so many different st- uh, stats, right? That mm-hmm. that we think is going to make a difference. It's interesting the ones that you brought up. Uh, never really thought much about three and outs. That's obviously going to be the goal, but that's uh, definitely changed the game.
2: Ed. Know? Yeah, I, I love that uh, high up on his list, with, uh, physicality, because yeah. uh, you, you know, coaches talk all the time, and I know coaches who think that you can't teach physicality. And if he's putting that in a, in a, in a coaching objectives, then I, I think I, maybe I'm reading into it my personal preference, but I believe that you can coach physicality and confidence and courage into players. And, uh, and I think our staff does a great job of that. But then the other thing I, I like it 's not sexy to talk about not giving up big plays right people fans want you to blitz and get sacks and get interceptions and and we love those things too but uh, but our players at BYU really thrive on not giving up big plays and it 's become it 's become part of our identity, part of that is hustle, part of that is the calls that that coach tuyagi just understanding risk reward understanding times uh, areas of the field where maybe it's more appropriate to get uh, more aggressive. And I think he does a great job of that.
0: And you see sometimes the zone team or the more cautious team, if you will, end up with a higher NT number than maybe the more aggressive man team. It's often because of just that notion of things being in front of you. You're not chasing. You're you're helping to dictate where things are going to go. And you can still get results that way, too. Um, maybe 30-second, 45-second thumbnails from each of you guys on, on, on your position groups. We'll start with the ELISA and D-line, what you think you've got back and how you do you uh, think your depth chart will maybe formulate?
1: I, I love the front that's coming back. I think uh, you know the one that sticks out as far as uh, the guys that we've lost. Obviously, everybody talks about is Corbin. You know, Meti uh, Adeludhi was a big one as well. Just losing him, but the youth that we get back, the experience that we get back, um, we are easily three deep as far as just D tackles that can rotate in there, or even guys that can really compete to be starters. Um, not as deep at the D end spot, but we do have a lot of guys that are emerging, um, young young guys that uh, that we think are going to bring a lot to the table. Zach Dawes, really one that kind of um, jumps off the top of my head, as well as as well as Devin. I mean, those guys doing a good job. We moved JJ just recently to D end, and and uh, wait wait. Thought? Yep, yep. yep, And so I think we've got a lot of depth um, and I think that uh, we've got a lot of experience and that's always fun to have when you can control the line of scrimmage and, and you can get a lot of pressure on the quarterback with just four guys rushing. Um, it it really changes the way that you call the game and it changes the way that, you know, corners are jumping routes a little bit more aggressively just because they've got a clock in their head as far as, you know, by now, the quarterback is about to get hit now. And then you you just see corners and safeties playing a lot more aggressive. And so I think uh, with the, with this group, the guys that we have and, and the type of kids that they are, you know, the, the Elbacris and, um, you know, Kyrus and Lorenzo and, you know, uh, uh, I'm missing all, a bunch of them. But we're, we're really deep there and really feel good about going into the season with the depth that we have.
0: So you've got one of the Kafusis and, Ed, you've got the other ones.
2: I do, yeah. Yeah, we'll take as many as we can get. We're <laughs> recruiting some as well. I mean, we, we take as many Peelies and Kalfusis as we can get. And you've got Zane back at a linebacker too this year, right? I do, yeah. And that's, uh, you know, normally I'll try to use uh, media opportunities to send messages to my players that I'm coaching. And uh, and this year's different, unusual, because um, I, as I'll tell it to you like I've told the linebackers. We've got Zane and we've got Isaiah, and they're proven, and they'll get the benefit of the doubt, and they are penciled in on the depth chart. Behind them are... Um, 10 or 12 guys hmm. that can all rise to the occasion. And, Many of um, whom
0: played a lot in spring.
2: Most of them, yeah. yeah. Freshmen and sophomores. And I, and I love that group that we have. I wouldn't want to, if I was general manager and we had the opportunity to make trades, I wouldn't be out there trying to trade these guys. But <laughs> To uh you know, to disrespect any of them by starting to, to put out twelve names, for example. I just I just would rather let it work itself out. Let it compete it out, right? Yeah, exactly. And then you'll you'll be hearing some names. And and I and I think a lot of them, because that's the best type of defense, is when you have multiple guys that can play and everybody stays a little healthier and a little more fresh.
0: Sounds good. Guys, we'll see a lot of you in the season to come. Thanks for coming in today and sharing part of your day with us here on Media Day. Appreciate it. Thank Thanks, you. Greg. All right, Coach Zet Lamb and Elisa Tuiaki. Coming up next, the Executive Director of College Football 150, Kevin Weiberg, and ESPN senior writer and editor-at-large for CFB 154 ESPN, Ivan Mazel. That's next as our Behind the Mic with Greg Rubel Media Day coverage continues right here on BYU Radio.